Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM. Good morning and welcome to Organize Anything. My name is Krista Cook and we are speaking with Colette Robichaud, the organizing coach. Today we are going to speak about sleep. Now people are talking more and more about how important getting a good night's rest is. This is called sleep hygiene. Today we're going to talk about what sleep hygiene is and some tips to improve your sleep patterns. Good morning, Colette. Good morning, Krista. Great to be back chatting with you again and talking about something that is so important to all of us sleep and sometimes it's just uh, frustrating not being able to get to sleep oh i mean there can't be a person out there who hasn't had one night or a spell insomnia of just not being able to sleep it can be so frustrating absolutely there's different times in our lives there's just things going on in our lives there could be temperature there's so much involved with sleep and i really think we're going to see more and more research on sleep we see uh we talk about people not drinking and driving or working heavy equipment with you know medications but actually a lot of us are walking around being so sleep deprived that we can cause a lot of accidents just as, as much as if we were, were drinking or on medication. It's something we've got to think about a little bit more. It is very scary. I heard some stats the other morning about this very subject, and it it is actually measured worse than some of those things you just mentioned as well the percentage of population that is not getting seven to hour seven to eight hours sleep a night. As you said, sleep deprivation. Yeah, Sleep is one of those first things that go when we've got lots going on. We just think we can sort of squeeze that out. And over the years, if you think of it, we've got the technology of the lighting. You know, the old days, oh, it got dark, we just go to bed. I feel a little bit like that sometimes myself now when it gets dark. But honestly, we're stretching it more and more. We've got more to do, and we've really pushed it on both ends. And, uh, you know, more and more research is showing us that, you know, we like to say that eight hours or a little more, a little less. But, you know, um, I just know I try started working on uh, trying to sleep more and seeing how I feel because I was one of those people that always said I don't need much sleep I never Mm. did and I started to do more and more research and realized well wait a minute I think we all need and it's showing that we all need more than we think we do and uh, we're going to talk about some of those ways uh, to get a little more sleep today and I find with highlighting all of the all the things we should be doing in our health regime these days Mm. They're they're just getting to that sleep part. Like yeah. it's just sort of you know, wow. Wouldn't it be a great idea to get seven or eight hours sleep? Mm. Imagine how funny that sounds. I've always been taking my sleep, so I enjoy it. Except of course when you have young children mm-hmm. and have no control. But how specifically can that sleep deprivation affect your lifestyle? I mean, many different ways. Oh, I would think absolutely. We talked to touch a little bit about accidents and the research that is coming out with that. Just think about our, our cognitive, our, our our thinking abilities, our ability to make decisions, our performance at work, you know, wondering about, oh, what's wrong with that person? She seems to be messing up a lot. Mm. And often when you get in that state, you don't even realize that you're there. You are so sleep deprived. It's gone on for a while for one reason or another, or you think you're functioning highly, but the, the problem is you don't even know that. So it's affecting your mind and your body and all the functionings that go along with that so it it is a basic and it's one of the basics that we just sort of you know slough off and say oh well you know I don't sleep much or I stay up or I do this because of things to do but honestly in in my coaching life with a lot of people a lot of times what we're doing before we go to bed is not 
you know, it's not activities. A lot of times it's, you know, watching TV or doing things that we can definitely let go of and that we have ourselves so wound up that that whole winding down process doesn't work properly. So not conducive to falling into that good night's sleep at all. Yeah. Now, how much sleep do you think we really need for top performance? Well, that eight hours a day has been, you know, sort of around for a long time. And then, you know, they sort of say, well, that's seven to nine and and know yourself. But I would just throw it out there to everyone listening that try getting some more sleep. Come up with some ways to get it more. And I think you'll be surprised, as I was, for a gal who said, I don't need much sleep, to find out how much better you feel. There's also a lot of research coming up now for you know, saying that more sleep will allow you to, you know, lose more weight. Your body is, you know, kicking into that that zone of, oh, there's something wrong. We're not sleeping. We're not doing this. And it conserves our weight mm-hmm. because to go into a time of fam- famine or trauma mm-hmm. or something like that. So there's just more and more research coming out. So I would suggest that, you know, there are so many people that aren't even getting seven hours sleep that just try to work it in a little bit more. So how much you really need for top performance, I would just suggest it's more than most people listening is getting right now now and to think of it in those terms how does age affect sleep now i do find a difference as i've Mm -hmm. gotten older but i still love sleeping Mm -hmm. that part hasn't changed that's good well a lot of times people were just saying oh as you get older you you need less sleep or people are sleeping less and what's coming out in the research is that the reason people are having more troubled sleep as they're older come out for some uh, a few reasons one is um, sometimes they're napping during the day so then they're not taking a complete sleep sometimes they have medications that affect them and so it can wake them up and cause some issues and sometimes for a lot of us it's getting up and going to to the bathroom like you know yes. there's some factors like that so as far as that whole theory of age and needing less sleep there are some people challenging that right now so again you know the the, the premise today is sleep more you know that's what we're I talking challenge about it because yeah. I, I i still have not gotten to any point where i think i need less sleep yeah I've not. So yeah. unless that's, you know, something to look forward to in my 50s, I, that's good. I don't know. But that's good. Yeah, sleep has just been, well, I think as women and, and parents who are mm-hmm. parents, let's face it, we have the that period of time where we are sleep deprived and mm. we know we're sleep deprived. And then comes that time where you actually get to catch up or at least yeah. your routine is such that you're getting good night's sleeps. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a huge difference. I mean, you're uh, you're productivity during the day is just Mm -hmm. enough to convince me absolutely now i wonder other than stress what are some other common reasons for having trouble sleeping well, there's, there's quite a few. I always talk about setting up that environment for success in a lot of things we do. And, and a lot of times there are some problems because we don't set the tone to have some good sleep. So one of, one of the things that, that we often think of as a good thing is having that glass of wine or two or whatever to help us sleep. But again, this may get you to sleep faster, but often there's a period of time, a few hours that w- it will wake you up again. So look at those crutches that you start to use that aren't good for long-term results. And alcohol, that glass of wine, that rum toddy, or whatever it might be for you, really isn't an, an effective strategy for long-term success. And think about all these over-the-counter medications mm. for sleeping, mm-hmm. sleeping aids. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but think if you start those, is that just another uh, sort of another way that you have to go to sleep? I, I think it's just... 
I don't know. In my experience, I almost find if you can just accept that there's going to be sleepless nights Mm -hmm. and not allow yourself to get stressed, that that really will help you get through it. Yeah, it will happen once in a while. And with anything, you know, the the fact that we have the wonderful pharmaceuticals or things that can help us are great. But what I always try to do is look and use up all the natural approaches first, the other things you can do beforehand and always talk to your doctor. Because again, if you're using some over-the-counter medications or even supplements, you don't know how they're affected with anything you're already taking. You know, often it'll say take it for a short period of time, but definitely talk to your your doctor before you do anything like that because you don't want to set up things that create some, some issues. So, you know, always it's getting back to some basic things like exercise is a fabulous thing for you. Isn't to, it? <laughs> you know, it's sort of like the, you know, the basics, eat well, exercise, breathe well. But, but again, a little exercise earlier in the day, people sleep better. You don't want to do it too close to your sleep. I know for me, I can't exercise in the evening outside of a walk that's not like you're, you know, really yes. aerobic or it's keeping me up a little bit longer. But really just to get a little bit of that increased exercise in, it's a very natural way to go. So try some of these other things we're going to talk about and, and it's going to help you a little bit more. So the the exercise is a great way to go. You're doing some of that more breathing and expanding, and you know it just uh, is a wonderful way to go. The uh, question about food comes up a lot as well because you know there's all kinds of reasons of when to eat for for other reasons besides sleep. But but uh, you know they always say don't eat three hours before you you go to bed. But for some people, a little snack before they go to bed does work well also. But one of the recommendations again there is to be very careful about what that food is. Spicy food. Is is not good not food good. that's too sugary and of course caffeine we often think of just in the beverages but of course if you're having you know the chocolate cake or the chocolates mm. or you know some of even the the you know the soft drinks the colas and you know some yep. of these things and not to mention you know people drinking a lot of these oh crazy gosh, other latte, beverages during the day yeah yeah Frigino. exactly <laughs> we've got so many of these specialty coffees whether they're iced or hot or frothing or <laughs> latte or whatever and those really add up in the run of the day so you know really consider cutoff points in the run of the day when I know when I was having my real sleep issues I cut back on caffeine earlier and earlier in the day and that sort of thing that was a really good way to watch it so you know look and do it like audit your food intake what's going on and your beverage intake and really have a peek of that and see what that's looking like and on the other side the good old-fashioned beverage of a little uh, warm milk is still showing to uh, to help you, there's uh, you know a protein in it, and uh, tryptophan or something like that, and converts to a melatonin, serotonin, both which induce sleep. So again, some natural ways to take care of it. Nothing like a good old glass of milk, and you know go there before you're running off to your drugstore. Speaking to your doctor, try some of those natural ways, and that's a great way to start too. Now, one of the things you always hear people on Fridays, I can't wait to sleep in this weekend. Mm-hmm. I can't. I am a creature of routine. Mm-hmm. Sleeping in for me may be laying in bed for an extra half an hour or so. But honestly, I've always believed if I keep that routine, it, it just makes it easier on me. Um, what's your thoughts? Well, we love routines. And, we, you know, <laughs> as parents, many people see that, oh, you know, oh, off the routine, didn't get the nap today, off of the bedtime, that sort of thing. So 
that's the one thing we forget as adults that the same things that we practice as children a lot of time like winding them down stopping their activities beforehand staying with the routine you know not being you know going from video game to expecting your eyes to shut and sleep now Johnny yeah so the same practices can happen for adults but definitely routines rock we our bodies love them they like to stick to the same time but often you know we're going staying out a little later we plan our activities to stay out later on the weekend and that sort of thing but the more we can stick to the routine the better you know that is definitely a way to go but you know I like many people we're up later on the weekend and we just adjust with that so give yourself a little bit of a break but what happens then is then when it rolls around to Monday morning getting into work you know it can be really a little more painful when you're trying to adjust back so reconsider and some people are more adjustable than others but uh, sticking to your routine as much as possible with those times is a great way to go and and I often have clients that I'm coaching that you know that really are getting up later and and they call me and say, you know, I work for myself and somehow now I'm, you know, I'm not getting up till 10, you know, there's no accountability and I'm, it's going more, more and more later and I call them my vampire clients because they're switching wow, their clocks. Yeah, totally. but, but they're working for themselves or they've had a bad night's sleep and they say, I've got it into this routine and they're switching it later and later and then mm. they stay up later and I call them my vampire clients and we joke about it and they say, well, I said, what time do you think you need to get up? And they said, well, 8. And I said, well, you can't switch from getting up at 10 to 8. So, you know, if you're trying to switch those routines baby steps like any other behavioral change and you know these are big changes just set the clock back 15 minutes for a week or a few days Mm -hmm. and just keep working on it don't make those sudden changes that's what gets your routine going back in order better so again that's what's working for my clients to change them for the long term when you're thinking about the weekend again if you're staying up till four o'clock in the morning and sleeping all day Mm -hmm. and then expecting to get back to work it's it's you know it's going to be tough so do you think people can catch up on their sleep I, I didn't before, but I really, the, if, the napping scenario, if you can get that down pat, I really think you can, because I really think you should grab the Z's where you can. Some people are good nappers. I never was, but I've really worked on that now. I'm a much better napper. It can be refreshing. I can sleep on a plane now, which I never could before, because I really, you know, I really think about when can you get the sleep. But I, you know, I, again, so the same as setting an environment for success in your bedroom to sleep. I even do that on the plane. I've got my little eye patch. I always have my little pashmina are cape to be warm oh, you know yes, you have to be cuddle. the right temperature and stuff like that so so yeah i think you can catch up catch up a, a little bit by sleeping a little more getting a nap but people have to be very careful of that nap and how deep it goes yes. so not to go too long no. and you know have something to wake you up and even i find you know i'm pretty good with my mind if i say oh i'm just going to even just you know my old dad saying well oh i'm not napping i'm just resting my, <laughs> my eyes, eyes. Well, he snored a lot when he was resting his eyes, but uh, even that, that putting you in that state, whether it's a pre-nap or a meditation or a clearing your head or somewhere, it's giving you a break both mentally and physically. And there's something, you know, often in today's world, our mind does not get that break. You know what I mean? We're bombarded by 200 brands of cereal when you're walking down the aisle, you're, you know, the everything. There's just so much coming in. So I I really think that, that, you know, to to have a little nap and work on that napping process is a good way to go to catch up a little bit and to to use it wisely. Oh, I quite enjoy Mm. naps. And I I think that's probably my treat on the weekend. Mm -hmm. My routine may be the same. But just if I I won't allow myself, you can't cross that line into deep sleep. Yeah, exactly. So for me, half an hour, 
can be really wonderfully refreshing. For Just sure. get up and carry on. Yeah, and traveling a lot and changing time zones, the whole sleeping pattern becomes an issue as well. And I know um, I've traveled quite a lot over the years, and I have my rules of, you know, of of trying not to nap too long. If I can go and we're changing a big time zone that first night, I try to stay up as long as possible, even if I've gone overnight, like to Australia or Asia or something like that. I stay up as long as possible, and even if it's going to bed at seven o'clock, a lot of times I'll try not to nap, so I go to bed really really early because i've skipped a night of sleep on the right. plane or whatever yep. and then i'm back on time getting up in the morning or whatever so it's it's thinking about it's like a lot of things like how do i plan this if i arrive in and i sleep you know it's 10 o'clock in the morning and then i sleep all day oh, and it's yeah. nice so you got to sleep a little ahead about what the repercussions are of a long nap or not doing that sort of things you're listening to organize anything with colette robichaud we'll be right back on 105.9 seaside fm This is Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM. I'm here with Colette Robichaud, your organizing coach, and we are talking about sleep, all aspects of sleep, sleep deprivation, um, sleep environments, sleep planning. Yes, we are, and all kinds of things to allow us to be healthier and happier and functioning better. So let's let's sort of Put the perfect sleep environment together. What is really? Let's have tips. Okay. Well, again, it's it's uh, you know perfect for each of us as individuals. But again, research. We're getting more and more research. So some of the things that are coming up are temperature of the room. And um, I'm someone who's cold all the time. So uh, so I like things to be a little warmer. But I tried this. I tried um, putting the temperature of my room down a little bit. I have to make sure my bed is warm starting out and that I'm warm. <laughs> but definitely, I think they say a cooler room is definitely a better way to sleep. So without question. Yeah. So Our windows are up all year long, mm-hmm. because it just well, let's face it, it makes you want to snuggle more. Yeah. And there's nothing like that comfort that comes from it. And Absolutely. Save a little bit of heat, have a little oh, bit of fresh yeah. air. So a cooler room. The other thing that we know a little bit about the light, you know, the more light I know personally, again, I'm very light sensitive as well. So I love having my blackout curtains and oh, even okay. I'm even bothered by the lights on the uh, on the clocks and things like that. Really? So I have to turn it away. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So the other thing they, that I read read once as well is that if you are reading the numbers on the clock, like the digital numbers, you're processing and your brain is starting to wake up to process. There's something about processing numbers that is a little different than if you were thinking about something else. So again, that could be another thing, turning it aside. I uh, bought one of those clocks that wake you up by the light that just gets gradual and more gradual. And I, I love it. I have seen those. Now you have to, okay, so this... It, it's it's the same size, pretty much, yeah. of, of an alarm they clock. Come a, they come you know. different different sort of sizes, for sure, yeah. And it really works for you. For me, again, because I, yeah, I find it, it's a gradual awakening. And so at any point, if you've had more rest the night before, maybe you might wake up just as it's getting a little bit light. But if you're a little more tired, and you can spread them out on the light getting really bright over 15 <gasps> minutes or a half an hour or whatever. And I, I find that works really well for me. And it's, it's a nice, gentle way of waking up. It's not jarring. Now, that works for me. I have clients that I coach that, that need two alarm clocks, and they can't have the biggest bell. And there are, are clocks 
that you buy that you can put things under the bed to vibrate to wake people up. Holy like some smokes. people, you know, we're talking a lot about sleep deprivation today, but I have clients that I coach that it's the opposite, you know, that they're not waking up, they're late all the time, and there's some issues with that. But, you know, so that's the other side. But for the majority of the people, it's more, you know, it's more the other side. But, uh, yeah, a gentle awakening to me like that, it's much better than, than waking up. And, you know, if not, waking up to music, the news, the radio station, whatever, that's great as well. But for me, another idea for people to try because I, I, I like it. And I'm thinking how nice that would be in the winter hours when Absolutely. it's really dark in the morning. Because yeah. let's face it, putting that light on mm-hmm. is, is just, well, yeah. poor little eyes. For sure. I don't use it as much in the... In the summer, right. but I do use it in the winter. And the other thing I put on uh, in my bedroom is I have a dimmer switch. So when I first get up in the morning again, I just oh, I don't turn smart. the light on all the way. I go to the bathroom, I come back, I may turn it up a little more. It's just a gentler way of, of easing gentler. into your day. So we know about temperature, we know about light, and and you know sometimes just to sample that out for for a lot of people is just a, a good way to go. And we talked about routines before. It's like setting that routine the same way mm-hmm. you would have a child. You know you can't be watching the slice and dice tv in one minute you know <laughs> someone's chopped up and there's an axe murderer and there's this and that and then you just you know cl- click the click and it's like oh uh, nice and warm and fuzzy to sleep that stuff is roaming around in your subconscious there's no doubt so set the environment do a little reading i i have uh, i say books on tape it's not quite tape anymore on cd things right. like that even, um, you know, I often travel with that. It, again, that I have my iPod that I travel. I have these books that I'll listen to and it'll help, help me and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So I find that can help. We, we often have uh, scenarios where we just know we're not getting to sleep. And the research is saying if within that 20 minutes, if yes. you're not, get up, go to another room. And again, don't turn on the Slice and Dice TV. <laughs> yeah. But do a little gentle reading, something, you know, that is not requiring a lot of, of headspace. Don't be, you know, um, doing a lot of paper work or things like that but just try that they say to remove yourself from the environment so with you know if you're not sleeping in that 20 minutes then we talk about sleeping positions mm-hmm. now everybody has their own favorite ways to sleep mm-hmm. is there one that's any worse than the other well for that, that gets back to seeing some of your other health practitioners because it depends on sort of what your issues are. I have an issue with my neck, so it's like getting the right pillow for me, where my arm goes. I bought one of those big body pillows to hug. It allows my arm to go up and not get stretched out. So again, you know, if any of you have any ailments or things like that, you really want to think it through, whether it's knees or <laughs> all of that sort of stuff, because oh, look, it depends I, My on, knees, I have to have a pillow between my knees. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old arthritis yeah, absolutely. Just, I, I cannot, I cannot sleep yeah. with my knees touching. Yeah, it makes, it makes a big difference. So those are things, again, to, you know, sort of talk to your other um, health practitioners. And, you know, some people, you know, we love cuddling with our honeys. And for others, yes. you need a little distance sort of <laughs> yeah. in between. Back to back. Yeah. And, and so figure it out and, and really know what's right for you. Because often what's right for one is not right for the other. But you want to figure it out that, you know, you're getting the best sleep. And one of the places, too, that people make a mistake, speaking of who we sleep with, um, <laughs> is is having our pets in, in our room as well. Ooh, so now, is there a yes or no? Because my, my first thought is this is a bit of an issue in our home right mm-hmm. now. Do you allow that? And if you do... What are the repercussions? Because that is a big topic that's hot right now. It is hot. And because our pets are considered our family members as well, 
I grew up that our pets were always allowed on the bed, on the furniture, all of that. I think if you talk to most people that raise dogs, that that's just a no-no if we just come at it from that way just for the benefit of the pet. But if we look at it in terms of, you know, if there's, al- if there's already two people in the bed and you add another one and mix, that's another one to roll over. That's <laughs> another one to snore, to grunt, <laughs> yeah. to add heat, to have a lack of room for your feet to move, to create all those other issues. And even if they're not directly in your bed, if they're sleeping under the bed, you've got the noise factors, you've got them wanting to get out, you moan, they wake up, and all of a sudden they think it's a good idea to go out and chase rabbits or have a pee or whatever. So it's, again, if you're setting an environment for success, a pet in your bedroom is not always a great idea. Some of the other issues are, you know, sort of dust in your room and the dander and all that. So if you're looking at it from a respiratory idea, the less items we have in the room, the cleaner we keep our room, the less soft furnishings like, you know, extra pillows Mm -hmm. and, and the extra teddy bears and all that. If you talk to the lung associations about, you know, making your room great for asthmas, which Correct. a lot of us yeah. have, or a lot of us, even as we age, we have more, um, we will get more respiratory ailments. We have a more compromised immune system. So creating this bedroom that is easy to clean, letting go of the soft furnishings, it may not make the cover of bedroom today because you don't have 28 pillows, but a lot of those things are major dust and dust mm-hmm. mite collectors. And so you're going to sneeze more, you're going to do this, whatever. So again, having a bedroom that's really easy to clean without knickknacks and all all that other stuff is is a good way to go as well. Now, what about bed bed bugs? And the reason I bring this up, this mm-hmm. seems to be coming a really big issue down the states, Huge especially, issue. and moving into all areas. You know, areas. apartments and uh, well, it's just you know, it's a terrible situation because we're not using pesticides, mm-hmm. but those pesticides are what regulated the bed bugs. So Absolutely. now, how are we going to, I mean, it's, it's... It's an enigma as well for the scientists because a lot of things sort of, you know, had more came out after we weren't using them. These were sort of late bloomers of coming mm. back, but they came back strong and they came back heavy. I know I work on a lot of conferences and we just, you know, it was interesting that the conference putting out their alert, to, you know, saying how they deal with bed bugs. They're very attentive Eek. and that's sort of thing. It's got nothing to do with cleanliness. No, and in fact, doesn't. the bed bugs are cleaner than other pests that we they have. <laughs> so that's the only good thing. I mean, it's a pretty creepy thing. But what happens is it doesn't matter where you go. You could be traveling and pick them up in hotels. And the hotels are very, you know, trying to be very diligent about this. But I have heard lots of stories. There are stories coming out of whole clothing stores that had to be shut down, movie theaters, all this sort of oh, thing. So it's a big issue. So again, if you're traveling to take a peek they say often to look behind the you know the the headboard or things like that to but to be very diligent about you know sort of trying to deal with it right away so again yeah not a great way you know uh to try and get a night's sleep but even with our pets you know how easy a pet can pick up a flea as well you know there's just all these sort of things we just need to be diligent about dealing with it but the good thing is taking your recommendation of keeping things very simple and very clutterless in your bedroom Mm -hmm. certainly would help because those bed bugs you know Absolutely. That's places to go. Or yeah. If you don't give it to them. Well, that's the first thing. If you call a pest control place to deal with something like that, the first thing they say is you have to totally declutter because you can't come up way, with ways to deal with it if they just have too many yeah. areas. So, you know, and again, it's not just bedroom. It's not, you know, they're, they're, that's what they're called, but that's not just the, oh, no, the mere the entire, place that they are. Yes. So, so again, uh, a little traveling. less clutter is always good. Yes. Well, that was really good advice. And now, if you weren't convinced, you should be now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
How about this thought? There's some people who may say, oh, I love spending the day in bed. I、mm-hmm. can watch movies, eat popcorn. I can call my friends, and I'm thinking, all in bed.、Mm-hmm. Not such a good idea. Not a good idea. Again, you know, the bed is good for maybe sleep and, and our partners and friends <laughs> and our closest friends, but to use it for, <laughs> not to use it for eating and studying and paying bills. And, you know, today we're playing video games and all of those sort of things. So the more we use it for, the fewer items we use it for, like sleep and maybe. One other good one.、Yes. That is the best way to go. And that's what our research is showing us. And again, we're talking about creating the best way to get more sleep and to use it wisely. This is another consideration, you know, in, and even reading, you know, it, it, it does become many of our routines, but, you know, even reading in a chair and then going in bed because you know your body's in tune. And when I get in bed and lay down, I sleep because a lot of people get in habits, they start reading books in their couple hours or things like that. So again, it's, it's not telling your body that, oh, when I get in bed, it's not just. For sleep, I still stay awake because I read. So, very good points. And we did mention this earlier, but I think it's,、uh, it's something I've only learned sort of later in life. I spent way too much time in bed trying to go to sleep because you've mentioned if you don't go to sleep within 20 minutes,、mm-hmm. don't keep lying there because. It, well, it's just not doing you any good, and、right. it's only perpetuating your insomnia. For sure. That's what the research is showing. And when you say the word insomnia, if that's something that you think you have and it's consistent, you know, definitely try some of the things we talked about today, but see your medical practitioner. Be very careful about self medicating in any way, like alcohol over the counter and even supplements. You know, all of these have repercussions, whether with, you know, other medications you're taking or supplements. But we just want to be very careful. Careful about what we're doing. Be very thoughtful about what you ch- take on. Changes of routines, you know, trying to implement some of these things. Think about the long term percussions of those sort of things. And if they're gentle, try the natural ways first and, and go with that. It's the same as, you know,、um, the routine of when you, if you're getting a new pet, be contemplative and make the decision whether he's in your room or not. Be contemplative and make the decision whether you're moving that TV in your room or having the computer in your room or all that stuff in your room because of、uh, the inability to you know, clean it and clear it out and things like that. So, lots of things that we can do. You have given us a lot of information, and I'm sure there's something here for everyone. I think by making the conscious decision to improve your sleep environment, Definitely the best first step that you can take. So, hopefully, some folks out there today will start that process. Absolutely. And again, more sleep. We're going to make some,、uh, some better decisions in the run of the day the next morning and have a, a healthier and happier life for sure. Thank you very much, Colette. That's it for this episode of Organize Anything. It's been great chatting with you again, Krista. Thanks, Colette.